Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Friday, April 8th. I'm Desiree Frazier, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, a leader in Mississippi's Democratic Party reacts to a busy legislative session. And we chat with singer-songwriter David Wilcox. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippi's Republican supermajority of lawmakers largely delivered on a conservative wish list this year. Leaders in the State House and Senate overcame party infighting to pass a sweeping income tax cut. They also pushed through a bill to ban critical race theory in public school classrooms, despite vehement opposition from black legislators. Here's House Speaker Philip Gunn. I recall an article being written early in the session about is the legislature going to be able to do everything they've got on their plate and i'm proud to stand here today and say that we did in fact deal with all these issues for democrats the 2022 legislative session proved to be more of a mixed bag democratic representative robert johnson of natchez is house minority leader he speaks with mpb's kobe vance well i was hoping that we would take up the issue of the initiative and referendum People wanted to see us do that. I think it was important to the voters to still have a voice, and I think we should have done something about that. Uh, I thought that, of course, every year we hoped that they were, uh, that the leadership would understand the importance of providing health care to all Mississippians, and we could have at least had a discussion about expanding Medicaid. But if we didn't expand Medicaid, at least understand the urgency of how how in, how in dire straits our hospitals are. We could have, while we were cutting taxes and putting a hole in the budget, we could have done something to help them because rural hospitals are really in, in trouble. And I thought it was a, a, a great opportunity while we're passing bills on human trafficking and those things, which should happen. And, and they, in these sweeping bills across the country on abortion, that we would have done something to provide extended care for mothers and babies in postpartum. I think that's something we should have done. So all these things are things that impact people, working people, uh, people who are poor people, single mothers, people who really need our help, need our representation. I think those are things we could have done, done that we didn't do. What I'm happy about is that we at least, we had $1.8 billion from the federal government. 
there was some talk about not issuing as much of it as possible. We, we did send help to cities and counties across the state, water systems across the state. We did do that, so I was happy that we, were, we at least addressed those issues. And uh, we, we got medical marijuana out of the way. Those things are important issues that we needed to, to get done. So I'm happy at least some of the things that people were calling for us to do, we, we got done. I know uh, the tax plan was being debated amongst the House and Senate for a long time, and you had pushed for eliminating or reducing the grocery tax in Mississippi. Um, what are your thoughts on that being taken out at the last minute? You know, the, the uh, leadership in the, in the House, uh, first of all, initially I wasn't interested in any income tax. When they contacted me, they at least showed me where they had done the research and, and, the, and, the, and the work to come up with a plan initially, like last spring where we had a balance, where we recouped some tax breaks we were giving corporations that we were giving them for years, and which would offset what we, would, what we were giving up in income tax, and we would give people a, a break on groceries and car tags. I thought that created a balance. I thought that was something people seemed to not like the idea of a tax swap, but I think if you're going to cut taxes, you need to fill that hole. The initial, the, the chairman of Ways and Means and the speaker had a, had a plan that I thought was at least palatable, something that, that we could work with. But the negotiation back and forth got, got us to an income tax cut that I think had no basis in research or work. They just got to resign themselves to just cutting taxes, and I thought that was a bad idea, and I hate that they did that. You also mentioned earlier the ARPA funds that went to, you know, funding uh, water infrastructure across Mississippi. What do you think that could do for especially rural communities in the state? It'll be incredible for rural communities. All communities in this state have water systems, uh, not not in any fault of their own, but water systems that are out of date, pipes that are old, 100 years old in some cases. And they, they need to replace those and fix those for people to get water. We have some of the purest water aquifers in the country. And we need to be able to deliver that kind of resource to the, the people in our communities and do it efficiently and safely. And so getting that money to communities to make sure something happens right was something I thought was important for us to do, and we did that. I, now, I wish that we had done it in a cleaner way. I don't think small towns and cities who don't have much of a budget anyway should have to match funds to do anything. I think we should help them. We should give it to them. That's why it was given to us, not to make people have to match funds. That, that was never a requirement. That's something we put on people. So I hope we do something to correct some of that going forward. The Senate passed a bill earlier in the session that would have extended postpartum Medicaid for mothers who have recently given birth. The, the House did not take up that plan. Do you think that the House can possibly address that in the future? Do you think that's something the Speaker or get either the Speaker or other House members on board with? The Speaker and I had conversations about that, and, and at one point I thought he was on board. So I was a little bit surprised when the leadership took the position they weren't going to take it up. So if the movement that I saw this session was in, is any indication, I think that it, 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 we have some possibilities going forward, and I hope we keep that discussion open. But I am disappointed that we didn't do it this session. What are your thoughts on the, you know, the power of the Democrats in the, in the Mississippi legislature? Do you think you all have a, a, a solid say in what laws are being passed? I wouldn't call it a solid say, but at least we, we get invited to have a discussion, which, which is better than it had been. So that at least we actually have an open dialogue, and some of the things we were interested in, we, we were able to at least have discussions on. Some we got passed. Uh, you know, this whole CRT thing was just a boondoggle, just a mess. Uh, I think it's clear at least we gutted the bill, but I think it's a dangerous bill either way. So the fact that we're actually having discussions where before we weren't, is some is there's some solace in that 
But I hope under this redistricting and, and our alternative redistricting plan, and we get, a, get our day in court, that the courts will look at political political gerrymandering, racial gerrymandering as I see it, and do something to help us increase our numbers. On the ballot initiative process, yeah. um, the House wanted to you know, keep the original 12 percent of the people who voted in the gubernatorial election. Mm -hmm. The Senate wanted to wanted to address it in a way that would be 12 percent of all voters in the state. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the House taking that position? I think either one of them would have worked. I just think we should have had a had a uh, had something out there that people would have given people a voice. So, I mean, I was OK with e either plan. I just think we need to do something. Democrat Robert Johnson of Natchez is Mississippi's House Minority Leader. More Mississippi edition ahead. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Folk singer-songwriter David Wilcox is playing Dueling Hall in Jackson tonight. Wilcox's nearly 30-year career in music has been very productive. He's released more than 20 albums. What's harder to classify is his highly unusual approach to songwriting. We'll let him explain it in his own words. What happens with me and music is I am in pursuit of a life that feels as good as a good song does. And when I find songs that inspire me, I, I use them as sort of accountability. Like a best friend will say, you're, you're not living up to your highest. Well, for me, that's what songs do. And I love songs that remind me of what's possible and uh, inspire me to remember these uh, sort of my best moments uh and live up to them so uh i'm using music in a very sort of off-label way you know uh i'm using music for how it changes my life so it's not for everybody <laughs> but it sure works for me i like it you have yeah. songs people can hear for heartbreak for mercy for love for depression tell us a little bit about how that works well, you know, sometimes people will ask me, what's my favorite song? And I'll say, well, that's like asking a doctor, what's the best music or what's the best medicine? You know, he'll have to say, well, where does it hurt? And uh, to me, the best song is the right song at the right time for the right person. Depending on what they're going through, uh, my favorite song can be very different because it's it's always going to be the one that is the right tool for the job, the thing that will not just move you, but move you in the direction you want to go emotionally. When you write songs, are you thinking about a particular emotion or a, a type of healing that you want to express? Usually not. Usually I'm thinking about a person that uh, I've talked to or an issue that has uh, got me curious. Um, and uh, the song is a way to explore that. The song is a way to sort of uh, get my discernment about uh, how to navigate a particular thing. So you have a, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology, but a, a different approach, a stylistic approach that is very personal. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I agree with you. And yet, um, just for the sake of conversation, um, I think uh, I wouldn't use the word stylistic <laughs> just because um, most of music is marketed, you know, sort of sorting people out by demographics as a way to sort of uh, reinforce sort of their tribe or their sort of particular uh group and uh i i have always loved looking at songs in terms of how they bring us together and uh so yes my music has a simple sound but that sometimes is just because it's cost effective and it's easy to travel with one guitar there was a time when i traveled with a band and uh you know there was a more powerful sound and yet the emotional experience wasn't all that much more powerful. Um, so I think for me, the, um, the important thing is what I have to tune in my own mind and heart before I get to the stage. Most things in my life I can do with a cold. I can do at 60%, you know, but music, if I'm off by 1%, I notice it. So I have to, uh, um, make everything, you know, everything in my life matters. All the little decisions become more infused with the purpose that I'm after. David Wilcox plays Dueling Hall at 8 tonight. Rocket bike is all her own. It's called a 